0: Thank you for joining Resurrection Lutheran Church this Sunday morning, giving praise with us for God's blessings of music, prayer, and scripture. I, Pastor Karen Perkins, will be sharing a message of grace, forgiveness, and hope. All of the worship leaders welcome you. Blessed be the Holy Trinity, one God whose teaching is life, whose presence is sure, and whose love is endless. Amen. Amen. And the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And also with you.
1: As part of a benefit we get from doing the RLC on KMY radio show, is that they actually turn each of those um, shows into a podcast. And I don't know who here listens to podcasts or subscribes to podcasts. I know I do. And if you go to their website, and I'm hoping to import it onto our website, you can click on the page for the RLC on KMY and you can say subscribe either an Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or RSS Feed Podcasts, and then it shows up in your list of podcasts, along with, for me, Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, and uh, Hidden Brain, and uh, things like Throughline. and then every week I get you know, the radio show. Um, and uh, to be honest with you, I work during the, uh, I work during the service, And so I don't actually listen, you know, that carefully. And so I came home yesterday after driving home and listening to Karen's sermon. I went, hey, you know what? That was a good sermon that we could go.
2: Let us pray. Almighty God, your sovereign purpose brings salvation to birth. Give us faith to be steadfast amid the tumults of this world, trusting that your kingdom comes and your will is done through your son, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord.
3: Amen. Amen the time for our children's message. Okay, so today we're going to talk about calendars because the church uses a different calendar and we're about to start our new year. Seaver, when is the new year that we typically celebrate? Um, I don't really know. January? Right after Christmas, we, we wait until midnight and when December turns to January 1st, we all celebrate, right? Do you stay up until midnight? <laughs> 8 o'clock. 8 o'clock. Yeah. Yeah, I still don't like to stay up until midnight either. (laughs) But the church year starts with Advent, which is the time before Christmas. And Advent this year starts on November 28th. That is like... Six
1: Six more, I think.
3: It's two weeks away. Yeah. Yeah. The fun. church new year is only two weeks away. And so oh, there's other things that are different about the church than what we typically do. What are the seasons of the year that you know? Um, June, July, August, September, November, December. Those are the months. What are the seasons? Like summer and fall. Easter, Please stop. <laughs> no, that's not fun. Please
0: stop.
3: So there's Fall, spring, summer, winter. Well, in the church, we have the season of Advent, which is the time before Christmas. The season of Christmas. Did you know that Christmas wasn't just one day? No. How many, do you know how many days it is? One. It's 12 days. Yeah. Yeah, there's a whole song about it. And then after the season of Christmas, there's the season of Epiphany, which starts on our director Jared's birthday every year. That's how I remember Jared's birthday. And then after Epiphany comes Lent, which is the time before Easter. Then there's the season of Easter. Did you know that Easter also wasn't just one day? The whole season of Easter is 50 days. Like um, a month? It's more than a month. It's like almost three months. Yeah. After that comes Pentecost, right? Did I get that right? Yeah. Okay, because the cheat sheet I was using called it something else, and I was like, that's. It's the season after Pentecost. Season after Pentecost. Um, and that actually lasts almost five months, so it's kind of like winter in, in Alaska. <laughs> so, what's something that we typically do as the year comes to an end? What do you guys do right after Christmas time? Do you start thinking about all the things you've done that year before and the things you're gonna do the next year? Well we have a calendar um, and after and we get to, and every, and it shows pictures from the year after once the year's done we get sent it and and I sort of just and we me and Nova sort of just celebrate Christmas and our presents that we get yeah well the thing that we like to do in the church is as the new year starts i wanted us to maybe think about what good things happened in this last year can you think of any good things that you did in the last year um catch fish and i can't really remember that's fine catching fish is a great thing nova are there any fun things that you did in the last year Um, the last year, um, I forget. Oh, you forget. You'll think of them. You've got time, because it's still two weeks before the church year ends. Victoria, did you do anything fun in the last year? Yeah. What'd you do? We
1: do...
0: Um... Can't think of it now.
3: (laughs) You know what? I did something really fun. I got to take Victoria skiing one time last year. Oh, yeah, I got to ski a lot, and I also got to go go into a hot tub that we that we went on my dad's boat all the way to to a hot tub, and got to go on a on a fishing ride without my sister. Was that is really fun. All right, can we pray real quick? I know to undo a pizza. Cool. All right, let's pray. Thank you, God. For this last year and help us celebrate the new church year and a new year in our lives. Amen. The Holy Gospel according to Mark. Glory Glory to you, O Lord.
0: As Jesus came out of the temple, one of his disciples said to him, Look, teacher, what large stones and what large buildings. Then Jesus asked him, Do you see these great buildings? Not one stone will be left here upon another. All will be thrown down. This must take place, but the end is still to come. For nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be earthquakes in various places. There will be famines. This is but the beginning of the birth pangs. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you all You may be seated. When... A woman gets engaged. You hear of her engagement. It, it happens more frequently with women than with men. What's the first thing people will say to her? Congratulations, and then? Let me see the ring. Right? We do it all the time. Let me see it. Now, of course, we also want to show the ring if we're the one with the ring. But what's, what's the most significant point that most people will know about a ring, uh, an engagement ring? How big is it? How big is it? And they're not talking about the ring size. How big is the stone? Why? Because that measures how much was spent on the ring or how much the person who gave her the ring is making. Historically and traditionally, the bigger the ring, the better the catch, because the person who was Um, marrying her, had a lot of means to buy a bigger stone. I am pointing this out because to this day, we measure people's value in the size of the stones. Now, there are many places to go with that that I won't touch right now, but rings are only one of them. We do have this Thing about how big is it to measure how important is someone. If there is a monument, how big is the monument? When did you ever hear somebody say, oh, we're trying to see how small we can make this monument? Where is the biggest building in the world? I think it's currently Dubai, but why is that a thing? tallest, it's actually tallest, not biggest, but tallest building in the world. Why is that a thing? Because we value taller means more important. Bigger means more important. Bigger stones, now, when you're talking about building buildings, it's, it takes more labor to get a large chunk of rock to the building site than it does to get small chunks of rock. So, I mean, there are reasons that accounts counts for more. It's the same thing with uh, a diamond. Bigger diamonds that are flawless, they're harder to get. Uh, building taller buildings theoretically is harder. But even things like competition, who gets into space first in the private space war? I mean, the public space war. The national space wars were some time ago. But in the private space war, who gets you know into space first? First, bigger, better. How, how much are we doing? Bring it down to our life here. I mean, unless anybody here is getting ready to go into space or build the biggest building in the world, which, in which case let's talk about your tie. But um, we're the biggest food pantry in Southeast Alaska. We are. And, and I mean, I think... <laughs> I'm really proud of all the the food that we're able to to share with those who are hungry. But it's not a competition, right? Getting food to our neighbors is getting food to our neighbors. So we do it even in church-related things. And that's where this story happens in the gospel, is that Jesus has just been teaching about how how Israel and the current Roman Empire was exploiting the poor, failing to take care of the widows and orphans, uh, unrighteously hoarding wealth, by following loopholes in the temple law and then trying to make offerings to make it all good. He's just been in the temple talking about that and making people mad because he's, he's disrupting the system. And he's going from here where he's teaching about, about what's going on to offer his very life, which in terms of magnitude, It's only in retrospect that we see that as the enormity that it is. Jesus is calling us to look at our perspective and understand God's going to turn it upside down. When he says the temple will be knocked down and in three days it will be raised again, we understand that it will be the temple of Jesus' own body, not the physical temple. But it's also a, what is the magnitude of the transformation that is offered through Jesus in our lives and in the lives of humanity? It's bigger than that of a temple sacrifice. It's bigger than that of a day. It's bigger than that of one person's human lifetime. It's transforming of the whole world. The size of the temple will become inconsequential. And then he goes on to to respond to this question, when will this be? And he says, many will lead you astray. And then talks about some of the the disasters that are going to happen. Many will lead you astray. And yet, many, still today, want to use this or that disaster as a sign of the end times. This is an event that is indicative of the end times. This is the war that is going to bring about the fullness of God's kingdom. This earthquake shows us that all of the the weather-related disasters that are coming from global warming are getting linked to the end times. Well, that is certainly on a bigger scale. But it's still being led astray if we're thinking that either God is causing these events or that they're signs of God's timing. I think that Jesus is here saying, get some perspective. Now, if you haven't noticed this in your life already, uh, you will. The smaller our lives are, the bigger our problems are in our immediate sphere. If we are living a life, let's just say dealing with, we're trying to address people being unsheltered in Juneau. The things that we worry about, are getting enough cots ready, making sure the space is cleared out, making sure the contract is in place, making sure that the the community is on board, making sure that people know about it. And in as much as we don't get those things together, it's a catastrophe. If we're looking at some place that's a war zone, they're looking at getting people enough water, people having shelter from fire, whether it's it's fire, uh, the uh, attack of of friendly fire, or being attacked by whoever the attacker is. It's a matter of how do I get my kids safely educated. If I can get them safely fed, how do we get medical care? That's the level of things. On the other end of that, if we are shut in our homes for two years, we worry about how irritating our spouse is, when the dishwasher last got run, whether or not the dog is going out and coming in according to the way we trained them. That's the level of things that bug us. They become a disaster when the dishwasher didn't get run and now we need clean dishes, right? It's a disaster. Especially if you've got a meal coming out of the oven. I got a meal coming out of the oven. I need this item. Jesus is pointing out that there will be people in power who will make irresponsible choices. And their lives will pass. There will be disasters that are traumatic for thousands or millions of people. And you know what? There will come a time, 10 or 20 years from now, when we talk about, well, when the pandemic happened. But it will be a piece, a piece of our story. And Jesus is pointing out that life in Jesus is the whole story all at once. So get a perspective on God's timing. And also get a perspective on where all life happens and is resurrected. Because in Hebrews, the Hebrews reading for today, we're being reminded during these times of tribulations, whether the tribulation is my spouse didn't run the dishwasher, or we're, not, we're having trouble getting the, you know, the smoke detectors in place to open the warming shelter, or we have to get water so people don't die of thirst or dysentery to people. In all of these situations, look at the community that I gave you. Help each other. Exhort each other. And letters to the Hebrew were being told, support each other through it. Call each other back to witness because it's easy to get distracted, it's easy to get defeated by the magnitude of those problems that we encounter. It's easy to feel alone. And remember, I am with you, and I have given you a community to be with you. And just as I am resurrected, you too, are part of that resurrected community so you can have hope in that that goes beyond whatever appears to be the greatest, the biggest, the most important. Right here, right now, God's grace in our lives is the biggest, the strongest, the most important. Let us rejoice and be glad in that.
2: Will you join in the Apostles' Creed? I believe in God, God, the Father Father Almighty, creator creator of heaven and earth. earth. I believe believe in in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord,
1: who was conceived by the the Holy Holy Spirit, born born of the Virgin Virgin Mary, Mary,
0: suffered suffered under under Pontius Pilate, Pilate, was crucified, died, died and and was was
2: buried. buried Firm Amid the changes of this world, hear us now as we pray for the church, the world, and everyone in need. God, our Creator, you show us the path of life. Bless faithful people everywhere with humility as they extend compassion to those who have experienced harm in religious, religious spaces. Cultivate health, healthy congregations that tell of and enact your reconciling love. God, in your mercy.
0: Hear our prayer.
2: God, our constant, you love our universe from beginning to end. As the seasons change, protect animals that migrate and hibernate. Bring them safely to a sheltered place in a more abundant season. God, in your mercy.
0: Hear our prayer.
2: God, our ruler, you write your law on human minds and hearts. Give wisdom to all elected leaders and officials to govern with insight and compassion. Make them mindful of the well-being of all people so that your world will flourish. God, in your mercy.
0: Hear our prayer.
2: God, our stronghold, you are present amid disaster. We pray for those affected by natural disasters around the world. Come to the aid of all survivors of earthquakes, famines, floods, hurricanes, and wildfires, and the first responders who support them. Calm their fear, supply their need, and be the solid ground beneath their feet. God, in your mercy.
0: Hear our prayer.
2: God, our guide, you are greater than we can imagine. Surround congregations with your expansive inclusion. Be present in the midst of disagreements, differences, and questions. Unite people of diverse viewpoints in the love of Christ. God, in your mercy,
0: hear our prayer.
2: God, our advocate, guide the work of Bishop Elizabeth Eaton, Alaska Synod Bishop Shelley Wickstrom, Bishop Terry Brandt of our sister Synod, the Alaska Southeast Cluster, Pastor Karen Perkins, and Trapper Creek Fellowship, that they continue to be formed for the sake of the gospel. God, in your mercy.
0: Hear our prayer.
2: God, our beginning and our end, your beloved people shine like the brightness of the sky. We thank you for the lives of all who rest in your eternal mercy, from famous saints to the people we have loved. Assure us of your resurrection promise. God, in your mercy.
0: Hear our our prayer.
2: God, our hope and strength, we entrust to you all for whom we pray. Remain with us always, through Jesus Christ, our Savior.
0: Amen. Amen. This is the part of our service where we lift up our gifts to God. We offer ourselves, our time, and our possessions. Members, of course, are encouraged to give our regular tithes and offerings through an assigned number, and we have regular vehicles for doing that. You're invited to go to our website and use PayPal, or one of the other donate buttons that we have on the website. You can make a special offering to the RLC on KINY ministry, which helps keep this on the air, or to the RLC Food Pantry, or to Juno Live, which helps with community outreach. You're also more than welcome to come by in person or make a food donation. We encourage people also to be involved with the community and appreciate volunteers. All of these things are gathered together in song and prayer.
2: God of abundance, you cause streams to break forth in the desert and manna to rain from the heavens. Accept the gifts you have first given us. Unite them with the offering of our lives to nourish the world you love so dearly. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Amen.
0: and the power, power and, and the glory, glory forever, forever and ever.
2: Amen. And let us announce together,
0: The mission of, of Resurrection, Resurrection Lutheran Church, Lutheran Church
2: is, is to, to promote, promote spiritual growth in Christ, in Christ and in service to all people.
0: People of God, you are Christ's body, bringing new life to a suffering world. The Holy Trinity, one God, bless you now and forever. Amen. Amen.
2: You. Thanks, Thanks be,
0: to, be God. to God. This has been an abridged worship service of Resurrection Lutheran Church. You are welcome to join us for worship in person on Sunday mornings at 9:30. We are located at 740 West 10th Street in downtown Juneau. Our phone number is 586-2380. More information about our location, parking lot, current COVID policy and other contact information is available on our website at rlcjuno.org. The website is also the best way to learn about what events are happening with the community outreach ministry, Juno Live. With a vital food pantry, bell choir, quilting group, Bible study, and others, there may be a ministry here just for you. Come and see.